creep. Cause I creep. Yeah, just keep it on the download. Okay. Um uh why? Oh god. <laughs> Wait. I had a song. Goodness. Oh my goodness. I don't know. Why? All right. Tell me why ain't look at you. <laughs> look at you. Okay. Let's do another one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sleeping. Oh my goodness. I had a B2K song. I just don't know how it goes. It is it's called sleeping too. I just I, I was wrong. For, for sleeping. sleeping. There you go. Yeah, just tell me something, something. I just want to be I feel bad for B2K. I would have won. I would have won. You know what? When I said sleeping, you know what song was in my head? What? Somebody sleeping in my bed, baby. If you guys don't know about this game, this game is called Song Association. And I really, I think Elle does like a, a legit version on YouTube. You guys can check it out. Um, but they get celebrities and they give them a word. And then the celebrity has to think of a word. And they're usually singers. So they have to think of a word um, that they have to think of a song that includes that word. And I love this game. And I play it with my friends a lot. Like, but usually it's because I have a bar in my mind already. Like either a rap bar or a song bar. And I just make them guess. Jodine never plays with me. Perlene always plays with me. And you played very well just now, Quads. I stalled like the last song. I was like, why? You oh, play, why? You, and you're fast on your feet. Yeah. Let's let's do one more. Okay. Fast. I don't know. I was thinking speed in my Omari. <laughs> Sing it. Cause I'm speeding. Even though that's not the word fast, it doesn't uh, matter. Wrong. What's a good song with fast? You got a fast car. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Welcome to the This Is Thirty podcast. It's Jernique. Um, happy Monday. Happy on your way to work day. Happy driving in your car day. Happy chilling at home, still in bed, waking up late to work. Um, if I sound congested, it is because I am. I am a little on the sick side. Um, I'm a little congested. Quietly is pressing the back of my back, and yes, Quietly is the guest today. Quietly will be talking with me about some things um hopefully i can get her to do most of the talking because it really hurts for me to talk right now not hurts but i just feel um out of breath like even though i'm not saying much i feel out of breath um but i hope everybody is doing well thank you for the continued support of this is 30 the podcast yo let me tell you something i found that every week there are natural things that occur either based on the episodes I've recorded or or just based on whatever the world is going on that kind right. of act as free promotion yes. for the podcast. So last, not two weeks ago, when we did the episode, dang, I don't even know who was on the episode, I don't remember, but I feel like we were talking about being ghosted. Three episodes. Yeah, that was James and... Um, yes. It was James. And do you know MTV has a, a show yes. that's coming out calling, it's, called it's, Ghosted? It's called Ghosted. And I actually seen the infomercial for that show, and I was kind of like, wow, I really want to watch it. Usually I don't watch a lot of MTV shows anymore. Yeah, MTV stopped. used to have the really good shows. They had Road Rules. They had The Real World. And I that's how I fell in love with reality TV. For real. that Those yeah. were the real... Those were the real before scripted. Like this was real life. They were. I really wanted. I loved the real world. I was 
12 years old in my house <laughs> and I was not playing games with those people. I was people. 12 too. <clears throat> you don't, were not 12. Don't, don't, you see, were 30. I knew you were going to say something. You, when I was 12, you were 30 quads. And, and a fun fact, Tammy Roman was actually on uh, The Real World back in like 90. She was on the first season. Yes. Yep. And it was young Tammy Roman. And I was like, oh my goodness, when I seen our basketball wives, I'm like, oh my goodness, Tammy Roman, I remember you. She married a basketball player. And he cheated. You guys will find that Quatley is a lover of <laughs> reality TV, of celebrity gossip, of celebrity information. I've never met anybody in my mm. life. I think we all like the tea and we all like watch the shade room and stuff like that. But Quats has a different connection with celebrity gossip, celebrity information and things of that nature. So throughout this episode, just pay attention to the signs. You because know what? I have my people on YouTube, okay? I have my sources in these streets in Hollywood. I got them. I know what I'm talking about. She watches like the videos that where people break down the videos of the breakdown and <laughs> they <laughs> conjure up like all these types of um scenarios yes do things. not make fun this is good and shout out to impressive channel oh am i allowed to do that girl do your okay, thing okay shout out to impressive channel because i watch her and they also have conspiracy theorist videos that be on youtube and i watch that i believe that in another world i was a conspiracy theorist and quietly also watches when she's not doing anything else that she just I mean, when she's not doing what she just talked about, she's most likely watching Lifetime. And let me tell y'all about Lifetime. I need y'all not to sleep on Lifetime movies. Their production <laughs> has increased, and there's a new movie that's Their production out. has increased. Because back in the 90s, it wasn't the best. I think you know? their movies were better, but maybe it's because I was looking through different eyes. Yes, yes. Okay. Now, there's a new movie. This is not free promotion for the college scandal. The college scandal, you know, with um the two women that were like putting fifteen thousand dollars in some fun and fake that their children were on sports. I forgot the name of. It's a uh, Felicity Hoffman and that oh, other girl. Oh damn! Lauren. They made that that they quick. Made it that quick. Whoa, that's why that's watching. quick. They're so the playing. the ladies who were doing the entrance scams. Yes, to the get their kids and yes. they have a movie for that. They got a movie for that's that. Wild. Lifetime. <clears throat> That's wild. Um, but yeah, watch. Shout out to Quats. Y'all can follow her at Quats eighty seven. I yes, believe on Quats IG, on IG, on Snapchat. Cause those are my two social medias that I like. Yeah, we keep it really low around here with the social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah, we try. Um, to... And Quats is not a super active social yeah, media person, but I'm really not. She'd be out here. Um, so today, guys, we have a few things to talk to you about, and the first one being where we from. Where we from? Where we from? Where we from? Where we from? Hey, I don't where know we that from? song, but I will where tell you from? where we're from. Coming from where I'm from. Oh, I'm from. from. Isn't it Anthony Hamilton? That is, that is. And where are we from, Quats? We are from a wonderful country in West Africa called Cameroon. Cameroon. Woo, it's good. It's and I think a few of the adults have been asking <laughs> for this episode like what is it like uh growing up cameroonian mm -hmm. um i i think that my childhood was very riddled with shame um i'd hate to start off on like a negative note but like growing up i feel like i had such a huge shame of being african um for real yes like navigating through I grew up in East Orange, but I went to Catholic school. And even though I'm cool with, like, all my peoples, 
the first day was always dreadful. You know, my name is Jernique Gooney. Yes. <laughs> and she's known in the street. And back in the as day, Nikki Murder, okay, if you need a look. <laughs> back in the day, I didn't even pronounce my name correctly. I think my parents were the first people here in my family mm-hmm. and they're they they just tried to adhere as much as possible to American standards. So my last name was not Gooney, it was Naguni. That's how okay. we had to refer oh, to God. ourselves. And God forbid the first day of school. Hi, Jernique, Jernique, Nagune, Jernique, Nagune. Everybody bursted out into laughter. Kwali is very blessed because Kwali, what is your name? (laughs) Kwali doesn't have a Cameroonian name. My real name is Emilia. But I still had jokes. I had people call me Amelia Bedelia. Um, but those oh, aren't African jokes. What's your, Tell them your oh, last name, my too. My last name. Oh, my goodness. My whole government's going to be out here. Nobody's None gonna. of you guys look me up. I don't got time for y'all, okay? But my last name is Davies, and that's with an E. Kwadli is Cameroonian, but she's also half Sierra Leonean, just so you guys know. And they, they did a lot of British colonization over there. Oh, a lot of British colonization. And... Um, so that's why she has such an American last name because can you explain that to the listeners why you guys so many Sierra Leoneans have Afri- American last names? Well, um, they're they actually have their slave masters' names. Okay, so it's just from ancestry. It just carries on down. Not saying my mom, my direct dad, and not even his direct parents were slaves, right. but. They carried the Davies last name, and from what I heard, because actually your um, auntie Irene told me she had like a good friend that's from Sierra Leone. Uh-huh. She said that Davies is like a like a noble name. Oh, okay. I'm just waiting. Please nobleize my account if that makes sense, because I just I've been waiting out here. I'm trying to get rich today, but yeah, um, uh, you you got to continue with your experience because I'm about to. Okay, so Kwali has Kwali's the name just the name, off yeah. bat was a trigger for me. Okay. Like, everybody knew I was not American just based on my name. Right. They knew I wasn't American. And I think, other than the name thing, once they know you're African, you get the jokes like African booty scratcher. Oh, yep. um, oh you African, you African, da 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 doo-doo-doo. Like, mm-hmm. they just said mean things. I mean, and then in high school, I spent... Two separate years. I, I told you guys this before. I went to three different high schools. So, and I went to high schools in neighborhoods where like mixed races was not a thing. Mm-hmm. So, my freshman year, I moved to Virginia and I went to a high school in Chesapeake, Virginia. There are no African people in Virginia. If they are, I don't know where they are. Everybody's black or white in Virginia, like African American or Virginia. Then I moved back to New Jersey, but I didn't stay in East Orange. I went to Piscataway High School. Piscataway is for the the upper class. Upper class. It's for Definitely the the people the the hood folk that have moved up yep. that want a better life. Moving they, on up, but they want to stay close. They go to <laughs> Piscataway. Piscataway. There were no Africans. Everybody was West Indian. Mm-hmm. You had West, but I I think I knew like two or three. African people I, I knew, in Piscataway. I knew a boy that moved to Piscataway. He was good looking. Was Him he African? No, he was uh, Spanish and black. Okay, see? He was fine. And then my senior year, I moved back to Virginia, but to another city. Mm-hmm. And again, no Africans. Damn. So my name 
was this thing that always made it known that I was not American and it didn't help that I was always new at a school. So everybody was always trying to find out the background. Anyway, so being growing up African wasn't the greatest. Okay. Um, but now into, you know, well, before I start talking about now, you talk about growing up African. Okay, so... And um, I'm sorry to cut you off, class, no but that was from a perspective standpoint. Got it. Not, we'll talk about living and breathing and breathing African. with African parents oh, next. But tell me about like perspective wise. So everything was all good until we moved to New Jersey. Cause we originally were in Manhattan, New York, and there were a lot of different races there. So we were So you good. and your family grew, you grew up in New York. Yeah. Like okay. up until I was about six years old. Okay. It was great. I loved living in New York and we never knew the difference because we had so many like uh, family friends that were from different parts of Africa, like okay. Senegal, like uh, the Ivory Coast. Mm. My dad is Sierra Leonean, so he knew mad people. And it was like a melting pot. Okay. So we actually were very, I, I loved being in New York. Mm, when okay. we moved to New Jersey was when I legit was like, okay, this is a different shift. Because I went to... Okay, I'm going to give you guys where I live, okay? I don't rep this town, but... She do rep the town. All right? I live in Union County. Now... She lives in Union, New Jersey. <laughs> now... If we want to be specific. Yes. Union is a very... In the beginning, it was a primarily German and Italian town. So when we moved there, we were one of the first black people to be in Union. So I'm going to middle... I'm going to um, elementary school. My older brother's going to middle school. This is before Biggie. Um, and it was just like different because the only other black people I seen were like people that were their family. And this members. was about 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it feels that way. When I wake up every morning, I feel like it's 40 years All right, ago. I'm just kidding. No. It was, it was a few years ago. Okay, it was, continue. It was, it was a lot. It was a little bit of time ago, but, uh, I really didn't notice the shift and the difference until I came out to New Jersey. Cause again, when I was in New York, there was so much different stuff going on. It didn't phase me. Then coming out to Union, growing up in this Union system, I was like, a lot of people didn't know I was African. I had to tell them I was African. And I was happy to say it, actually, because they were like, oh, you're Jamaican? Oh, you're black? Oh. No, I am freaking African. My mom is a fundo, okay? Like, well, she is right. African. And also, when they come to my house, they obviously knew that. But uh, you saying that true. Jamaican comment in Virginia, whenever my mom opened her mouth up, mm -hmm. they'll be like, yeah, mama Jamaican. And I would be like, no, yeah. bro. Like there's not only like black people who exhibit an, an accent that you don't know are not all from Jamaica. I swear. I'm I don't know so, what and she about. sounds nothing like a Jamaican Definitely person. Definitely doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. But that's how it was. So you felt like moving to Union was cool. You just had to tell people a lot that you were African. Yeah. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. But you I mean, were never ashamed of being African. No, actually, I, I liked it. I liked the fact that nobody knew. I don't know. I just felt like it never really mattered until I got to Union, until I got to New Jersey. Oh, your culture. Yeah, okay. like because it felt so normal. Like, right. you know, we had so many people. Let me tell you. Yo, shout out to Montgomery Boulevard. That's where I used to live in New York. Yo, we used to have the party house. I'm telling shout you. Shout out to the set. Shout out to the set. We used to really be partying. And that's why, you know, I love being out there and social because we used to party a lot. My mom would be mad at me today, but I'm like, mom, like you grew, you put me around this and now you're upset if I go That out. you're returning to your that roots. That I'm returning to my roots. So, so 
Now we're going to talk about family-wise. How is it dealing <laughs> with African parents? I So I have two African parents, both clearly, right? It took two yeah. people to make me. Um, both of my parents are Cameroonian, but my experience is a little bit, un- it's not unique, but I didn't grow up with my dad. Okay. Um, not to say I didn't know my dad, and I don't know my dad. I know my dad, and we cool. But me and my dad had a very on and off mm-hmm. relationship growing up. My parents divorced when I was three years old. Um, and un- like, I didn't know that. Yeah, they di- they got divorced when I was three. Oh. And um, yeah, so after they got divorced, me and my dad had a really like on and off. We've always had an on and off mm-hmm. relationship. So I don't. I mean, I have things from my dad. I have experiences that I experienced in my dad's home, but he's not a integral part mm-hmm. of my upbringing. Now, <laughs> now, my mother was super cool. Like, I'm not going to have the African stories that a lot of people have. I can relate to them because I know that I know how Africans are, but my mom was alone here in America and she didn't have like she was a hairstylist so i feel like hairstyling is a very cultured job Mm -hmm. my dad is a a welding engineer so it's easy for him to go to work and come home uh being a hairstylist you sit in a shop you talk everybody's talking about their business you're seeing other people from different cultures so she was engulfed in like a melting pot so i feel like she learned a lot and what it was easy for her to a branch away from those traditional stupid yeah. African customs right. that so many African parents are used to. She, my mom's not like that. She's real. She's really cool. Yo, shout out um, to Auntie Denise. Uh, she's, she's mad cool. She's cool when she wants to be. So <laughs> I didn't really grow up with like a mom who like didn't allow me to do things and like I wasn't a bad kid. I was a I wasn't a bad kid. Like I I wasn't a bad kid. I'm saying it's it three good, times. It's good you weren't a bad kid. Why don't you tell us <laughs> tell us how you really feel? Sorry. I wasn't a problematic kid. I got good grades, so my mom really didn't. She didn't bother me, and she was really really cool. So I don't really have the crazy stories. African parents are still crazy, they and are. African tradition is really stupid. Some of it, mm-hmm. but I didn't really have to deal with it directly as okay. much as I see it transpire with other people. What about so, for you, Quads? For me. Same thing. My mom and dad divorced. <laughs> so I didn't grow up with my father, but I don't even know my father even till this day. Um, I know of him, but I don't know much about his background, how he came here, his family. Uh, Sierra Leonean could walk up to me today and say, oh, I'm your long lost aunt or uncle. I'll probably believe them because I don't know much about him. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. But my mom... um. You know what? She tried her best. I'm going to say that she tried her best because, you know, when you when you're raising three kids on your own, you know, you you know, there are loopholes in the way we were raised. And I don't fault her for that now. Back in the day, I did. We clashed a lot back in the day. And do you think that was like linked to her African heritage? Yes, because there were things that she didn't want to like accept as far as like the fact of like like a, a prom, as small as a, a, a prom. Like she wow. didn't understand that concept of okay. a prom. And I'm like, mom, you came to this country at 18 years old. Like, haven't you ever went to a, like a dance or a formal or something? Like we got into arguments and I'm like, mom, so you really gonna like 
treat me like, oh, I can't go to this thing because of that. And I really think it's because kind of like how she was. She's the firstborn out of seven. So her dad instilled everything in her to be a certain way to do this. It's just recently that she really started being open-minded about a lot of things. That's crazy because I don't even see Auntie Mopri like that. I feel like she's the coolest person ever. Everybody says that. Uh-huh. Live with her. And my mom <laughs> says, I know you tell everybody I'm that. No, ma, you are, but it's okay. You know, I've accepted you. You know, I've accepted. I understand why. So my mom really did try, you know. Um, I got two brothers, you know. They might have a different perspective because they got to do whatever they want to do. I was basically like, no, you got to stay home and you got to take care of Biggie. You can't do this. No, we're not going where you want to go. So it's kind of like, I was like, what is going on? But, I mean, eventually I had to live and learn. Like, I love my mom. She's just strict as We hell. love our moms. To me. And just so you guys are clear, um... Cameroon, unlike many other African countries, was colonized partially by two different countries. Right. So three-fourths, I guess you could say, of Cameroon was colonized by the French. Yep. And one-fourth of it was colonized by the British. So my dad and Kwatli's mom are Anglophone. Yes, And are. my mom is Francophone. And... Even though it's just a language, th- even though people think it's just a language thing, it's also a culture it's thing. A culture it, they're thing. two completely different cultures. What's the movie, <clears throat> Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. I feel like Anglophones and Francophones are like the Capulets, the Capulets and, and the, the Montagues. And the Montagues yeah. in Cameroon, they're like, bro, they're separate. They're so separate. They're separate. At least that's what I understand it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't they, like they. Look, the cops. The cops the always cops. make their... Welcome them to the... This is 30, <laughs> episode number 12. They want to be part of the They podcast. always want to be a part. Um. Anyway, but th- their cultures are so separate. So some things I experienced too. Yeah. Um, Living with my mom, growing up with my, my French mom, mm-hmm. are different than I would have experienced if I grew up in my house with my dad. Right. When you guys see those memes online... Um, of like, they're mostly Nigerian based. Yes. Um, but those are more similar to Anglophone culture. Right. They're not similar to, to Francophone. Fran- yeah, Francophone is culture at different. all. Um, Francophone culture is different. Yeah. So, they really, they really, they're completely different. I have like my mom understands French completely. She never taught us. It would have been good if she taught us, but I learned in school that I forgot. But my mom understands French completely. Most of my family members understand French completely. Francophone, I don't think, I don't know if I have any Francophone uh, family members. I might, but it's been probably so long because my grandfather used to travel a lot. Okay. Like, he was a, a priest, so he traveled all over the place. Um, so I don't, I don't know much about the culture, again, because my mom came here when she was young, and she was like taught the proper way, the British way of acting. But see, look at her talking Anglophonish, the proper the way. The proper way. The which English is way up. is not the proper You're way. Even right. though the Anglophones in Cameroon they think, think, that they the, they think that they are the proper people. Yeah, like she was, it's supposedly <laughs> proper in the eyes of I guess I feel like when when Cameroonians come here because English is the dominant language, they get they thrive. Yeah. And they 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 like they feel superior to Mm -hmm. Francophone people because Francophone people have to learn a whole new language. Right. Um and I I I personally think Francophone people are a little arrogant. Oh but I know you might not think that, but 
Yeah, I think they're a little arrogant, and I do think that they think they're better than francophone people. You mean anglophones are arrogant? I think, I okay. think so, but that's a I personal mean, probably feeling. Because of the way that, again, how they were brought up and how it looks when they come to America, like, oh, I know English, so I'm going to go ahead, and I'm good, I'm a step ahead. And that's what I'm saying. You know, Africa, we are a beautiful nation, and if we can just all come together for a common cause... Oh, yes everything would be so good. We're three times the size right. of the United States. Right. Like, why are, I get it, and there's so many different dialects, so many different cultures. It's so vast, but I just wish that even in our country right now, there's, you know, there's war going on. I just feel like, oh, it's all for nothing, and there's so many yeah. people getting caught Yeah, up I'm it. not cool with the francophones in Cameroon trying to, you know, oversaturate the yeah. state and like uh, mute the anglophone. I'm not cool with that either. So we like quietly said, we just all need to come together. So I think that's enough Africa talk. Yes. Like, cause we could literally sit here. We could talk here for hours. We could talk for hours. We haven't even touched on the the minimum yeah. of growing up African. Um, But I guess we, we're not the right people because we don't really <laughs> quietly explain some things about her mom, but we didn't have like super, super crazy parents. No, nah, we didn't. Like we didn't they have. were crazy at times, but we, yeah. you know, we grew, up, we didn't we grew have, out of that, you know. We didn't have, my mama is crazy now, but yeah. growing up, she was not super crazy. Shout out to my mother. Um, Hi, Auntie Denise. That was Journey that said that. Um, so next, <laughs> the next topic I want to talk to you guys about, we're, we're going completely left. And this, not this meme, this video has been going viral all week. And it's a Fantasia Barino. Uh, Y'all remember her, American Idol shorty. Yeah, um, she's saying that women need to submit to their mans, mans, to their men, and that man's or men and men <laughs> or men man's men. oh whatever uh whoa i said that wrong women need to submit to their men and that's the reason why women can't find a good man now right because they don't know how to submit and that these are linked to i, I didn't watch the whole clip so mm -hmm. forgive me but i believe she said this is linked to like generational, generational. curses of women thinking they have to run the household Etc. Etc. What do you think about that, Quads? Me, I personally agree with Fantasia, and this is why. Even though I'm working on myself to be submissive, because I run everything, I run my own life. I don't, I don't know how to do that. I see her clear and valid point. In this day and age, you know, what I'm saying us women or some women think that they are superior to men. You know what I'm saying? I get it. We are stronger. You know what I'm saying? We are, I feel that we, as women, we are stronger. We deal with it all. You know what I'm saying? But I do feel that there's a Sorry, point. Sorry, I'm pouring Here a we go. Drink. Okay. <laughs> what are you, what are you pouring? I'm not going to tell the <laughs> listeners. Okay. But go ahead, Quiet. So I do feel that as women, we do need to understand that we guide our men. You know what I'm saying? We have to make sure that we guide our men, but let us not act masculine in the Do relationship. You think some women act masculine. They are some women that take on masculine roles and they don't like paying the rent. Girl, you better stop paying that rent. Stop paying the rent. Call <laughs> us old school. I'm just excuse kidding. me with the I snacks. mean, I'm not kidding, but I'm kidding. Call but, us old school. But hey, yo, There's let me tell things, you. Just certain. If you paying, you, if I'm paying the rent in our home, you best believe I'm the man of the house. <laughs> 
I'm the man. I'm the man. You, you're gonna listen to me. Period. Poo. Okay. Like, thank you, thank you Gary. Getting, thank I you, know Gary. I'm getting like intense. All right, right Gary. Thank I'm you so much. But I call her Gary. You're, so. You, you think that you need to learn how to submit more. I think so, cause I'm. It's hard for me to compromise because I'm so set in my ways. I've been single for years. You know what I'm saying? I I've think had, that. I think that Fantasia is right, but I also think that she's. She's missing a piece of the puzzle. Right. I think that she is not understanding. I until I'm 30 years old, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think I have yet. I have yet to meet a man worth submitting to. And that's where that's where I think that should have been mentioned, like alongside right. as a as a as a. And probably she didn't mention it. Who knows? Probably they cut that part right, off right. to save time. But I think that's it. It's. Who's worthy to be submitted to? Because, that should have been a cliff note. Right. Because the thing about it is... Everybody is not worth being submitted to. But then they still get... I'm not going to let you lead me into destruction. Right. Oh, nah. Right. We're not and doing then, that. And let's be clear. You could even be opposed to submitting and a man could still lead you into destruction. Yes, just because you love him, just because you want to be with him, etc., etc. Right. So, like, it's not hard to fall into a trap of destruction the last thing i'm going to add on top of that if you are not worthy is to be submissive and let you ruin my life yeah you're not gonna ruin my life and i i believe that the only man that i need to be submissive to is the man that i love um, the man that I choose to sincerely be with, if I respect the man, if I trust him, if he sh- proves himself to be worthy enough to be submitted to, yes. oh yeah, we could do it. And if, to me, even complete submission to me happens after I get that ring. Right. After I get that ring and after I get, we become one, then that's when complete submission. I don't even I know totally if agree. I can do... I don't know if I can do whole submission and just a girlfriend boyfriend thing. Cause there are a lot of people living that life, yeah. and it's like, what are you doing? Y'all gotta You're, relax. Yeah, I know so it's true. important to let a man be a man, and I, I know. But to be honest, if I'm looking on the flip side, I don't know if I think that it's important to submit to a man when you feel that way. Right. But on the opposite side, I think that even if you are, if you choose to not completely submit to a boyfriend or I don't think it's your job to emasculate him. Oh, I agree. So I, agree. I have done that in the past, and I'm not going to front. It was not good. Yeah. I like When you stay with a guy who is not worthy of being with you, but you made the choice to stay with him, right. you cannot emasculate him every day of your life. That is true. Like, it's either you walk away or yeah. you put up with it and be happy. Right. Like, but what you can't do is make him feel like less of a man every single day. And I think I did that. Okay. What I'm explaining is not, to me, is not a lack of submission, but it's just like, you know, making a man feel like less of a man. Right. Always telling him how much of a bum he is, blah, blah, blah. I did that. I yeah. did that. And it was like, you you can easily just walk away, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to do this. So Because not like you're tied down to him. And a lot of right. women feel like they're tied down. And not not you, Gary. Just saying a lot of women in general nah, feel like they're tied real, down. Though. So they go ahead and they, like, you know, treat them bad. Like, I think relationships, they work hand in hand. Like, if you gotta, if you wouldn't want something, somebody to speak like that to you, don't speak like that to them. Like, at the end of the day, I'm a little bit old school. 
I believe men need to handle certain things. And if they're not able to handle certain things, I can't talk to you. I'm just saying that's just in general. It's not like only financial or anything, but what about like the final say so in the household? Because I think that sometimes the submission conversation is always wrapped around financials. Uh But imagine if you guys were making a really big decision, like say you had kids about where your son is going to go to school. Right. And your husband says here and you think there. How do you think submission happens? Does the husband get the say so or do you work on a compromise? I'm about working on a compromise because in that particular situation, I mean, that's both y'all child. You know what I'm saying? I mean, probably one person wanted this school because they had high ratings, whatever. And probably another person wanted this school because one, it's closer and probably it's more diverse. Like, I think compromising is very important too because that doesn't make you like a sucker or him a sucker for not having a final say so but compromise in certain aspects you gotta compromise in a relationship right but the same token like don't be too judgmental don't like curse a person don't curse your partner out all that kind of stuff but i would make sure i mean i'll be i'll be there and be like listen i'll make i'll love you so much I'll make it seem like you you were the one that came up with this idea. Just as much to show as much like right, I respect right. you that much. Okay. You know? So um, give him give him Give him his props. Because that's what men men work off of ego. ego. They need it. Uh-huh. So however we can give it to them, we just I need, got to give I work it. off of ego too. So. Yeah. Well you're Gary. You <laughs> have to work off of ego. Uh-huh. But go ahead. Insider. But yeah, no, I mean Make a man feel like so a man. So it's true submission compromise. If we define submission, mm-hmm. because submission is not bowing at somebody's feet, no. but submission is, I feel like, letting a man play his role. But I feel like if your man plays his role effectively, right. he's always going to consider you. Right. He's there you always going to consider you. So can we define submission for the people? Yes. What is submission being? Not emasculating. Am I saying emasculating? Is it emasculating? I thought it was demasculating. Oh, damn. I've been saying the wrong. I didn't even hear you say it. I've been saying demasculating. Is it demasculating? I thought it was demasculating. I'm I'm sorry. I I am really. I think it's emasculating. Quietly, don't confuse me like this. No, I thought. Let me go ahead and. uh, Let's Google what emasculating means. I think emasculating, and Quietly's on YouTube on her. Um, this is, I think that emasculating means to make a feel a man. It's emasculate. It's emasculate. You're it's right. emasculate. Okay. Deprive. Okay. okay. <laughs> e- emasculate. Nah, everybody. I really care about vocabulary. I'm like, I'm like a sucker for cornrows and manicure toes. Hey. And parasuit goes. All right. You know, I know. Yo, I can't. I'm a sucker for good vocabulary. Yeah, so that's good. It, it kills me when I be using words incorrectly. So I was using it right. Quietly said demasculate. And that I is thought incorrect. I heard that before. Please, please, please. I beg of you. I talk very nicely. Don't pay attention I to do. that. It is emasculate. So I think maybe true submission is rooting and not rooted in not emasculating a man. That is true. I think that's what it is because. If I'm gonna write that down. If if um if her point of making it clear that women need to submit to a man, to me it's very prominent because women must like they must 
in some way, some shape, some form, they must deprive the man of their role. But I don't know. It's really hard. Women are out here dealing with a lot of things. Women are out here paying rent by themselves. Mm. Women are out here taking care of kids by themselves. Mm. And I'm not saying men aren't doing it either. Like, I know. But majority of the time, women are carrying the burden. You, you, a woman has a child, she's doing it all by herself mm-hmm. if she's not with the husband. Right. Um, even if, even if the dad isn't, is, is a, available and, and, um, you know, active and contributing the woman, if the child lives with the woman, she bears more responsibility. Y'all don't know, like y'all it, it's, I, I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast mm-hmm. and he was talking about, uh, uh, dang child support for his baby mothers. And I think he was saying how he realizes how much the system. No, he was saying like now he doesn't complain about child support because he realizes how much single parents do. You don't know how many times a week a mom is just tired. And instead of making dinner, she got to run to this place to get your child food. Like it money is spent. Yeah. Child might rip his clothes. Your kid is growing at massive rates. Right. You bought pair of pants on. In September, in November, they don't fit anymore. So there goes new pants. Parents are always spending money. So I feel like, how did we get here? Um, uh, About demasculating. Oh, yes, about emasculating. So I feel like, I feel like women, it's hard for them to submit to men if they're doing a man's job. Right. Like, or if they are the sole contributor or, and I think you know. Angela Yee said um, during the interview, what if a girl, a woman has no choice but to be like masculine, but to do it. Right. And I'm like, you're right. Because in this day and age, you know what I'm saying? Women do it all. So like, you got to make sure your partner is really there and willing to do it. Like, I feel like a lot of these men, oh my goodness, I don't know why I feel like I have to say this. But a lot of these men are depending on independent women you know what I'm saying, to do it all, and they get comfortable in that scenario that, oh, she's going to handle it. So they feel they don't have to work hard anymore. And also, re- they're not a real man. They're not. And I don't want one of those. Me I don't neither. want one I don't want I've one that's intimidated me. by an independent woman. Mm-hmm. I don't want one that thinks that an independent woman means I don't have to work harder. Right. I don't want one that thinks an independent me- woman means I don't need anything. Right. Like, bruh. Get over yourself. And I feel like real men just know. They know what they have to do, and they're always going to do it, no matter how independent a woman is. That's not nothing. I'm never going to ask for anything, but it don't mean I don't ever want you to give me nothing. Exactly. Be considerate. It doesn't mean I don't want you to give me something. Word up. So submission, we don't really know what submission is because it doesn't mean bowing at the feet of your man. It doesn't mean, uh, I I think it means not, you know, trusting your man, not making him feel like less of a man, right. um, especially maybe in troubled times. Right. And I'm okay with doing that with the right man. Right. If he is exactly. worthy and men, it should be the same. Right. It, whatever. I don't know. Whatever submission or trust that occurs with women, only if she's only if she's worth if it. She's the right one. Only if she's, if she's the it. right one. I'm not speaking from, you know, just a pro women. I'm pro people. Right. I'm pro man, pro woman, and sometimes I don't like having these conversations only because I feel like I have more um, examples 
for the women, woman, but it don't mean like I think men ain't shit or whatever. Right. I'm not one of those. But you are a woman, despite many times that I think you're a man. You are a woman, so you coming from a woman. Can woman's you perspective. not say that on air? My cousin is not a man. I just call her Gary from time to time. Quali calls every female that she knows. Did you give Quadia a man name? No, you didn't. I don't know. Quadia is like the only person that doesn't have a man name. I thought What's Perlene's name? Paul or Patrick. What's Geraldine's name? Geraldine is not a man. <laughs> She's all woman all the time. Wow. Because That's how you feel? I've never, honestly, I've never seen her out of her element, like out of ever acting like a man in my life. She's very proper. What Shout about Shirley? Shirley is Steven what or about, Stanley. What about Minx? Michael or Mitchell. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of other people. I can't think Kayla, of Kayla, I don't give Kayla a male, a male okay, name. Okay, all right. Because, Good for them. you know, they've caught me. I tell them, listen, when I start turning up, call me Eddie and bring me Eddie. back. Eddie? Yeah. Girl, I'm not calling. I, I think Quentin fits Quentin you. Quentin is nice. Quentin, Quentin I think I'll call Quadia. But no, she's she's not. Shout out to Quadia. Shout out to Quadia. Quadia. Quadia um, and Pleasure Palettes. Pleasure Palettes. Shout out to Pleasure Palettes, yo. Yes. If y'all need any infused cupcakes, any um event planning, yes. Quadia will hook you up. I'm gonna at her like when I post the episode. Shout out to Quadia. I love Quadia. Quadia. Um, the well, this is not the last thing, but it may be the close. Like the second to no, last it's thing. the third thing. It's actually the third thing on this list. Um, I do a pretty good. I think I do a pretty good British accent. Okay, let's. And some people like to hate on it, but <laughs> I do a pretty good job, even though I'm stuffy right now. Anyway, <laughs> the last topic is. Uh, karma. Karma. Karma Sutra. Not Karma Sutra. Not Karma Sutra. Not Karma. We, that's for another episode. Yeah, we have never uh, studied. That's for another episode. But Karma, as it relates to cheating. Cheating. So this is another topic that I am kind of stealing from the Joe Budden podcast. And it's because I was so angry. Well, they didn't talk about Karma, but I'm going to spin it and talk about Karma. Now, the topic of discussion was Kevin Hart and the fact that, I don't know if you remember, about a few months ago or even a year ago, he cheated on his pregnant wife and they recorded the video. Oh, yes. And, you know, he was caught red-handed. Now, I believe at first that chick was like, nah, like, you know, nothing happened, Mm -hmm. we're cool, blah, 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 we did sleep, blah, 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 but there was no funny business involved. Right. Now, she's chilling with Lisa Bloom, you know, the the lawyer for the H-O-E-S. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, and she is chilling with her, and she's suing because she's saying that it was a plot and a plan um, mm-hmm. to, to record her, and this was for publicity. Now, I don't care about all of the other... I don't care about all the stuff I just talked about. That's not important to me. That's just background. What I do care about is people defending. Uh, it's almost like, I'm sorry to give another example. One night I was watching State of the Culture, and this is when Scotty Bean, uh, Diani, was still on. Shout out to Diani. I went to high school with Scotty Bean. Um, oh, really? But yes, I did. Um, but um, anyway, she was. she's no longer on State of the Culture, but when she was. Her and Joe had an argument, and mm-hmm. it was because Brittany Renner, I don't know if you've ever seen her. She's a cute little light-skinned girl, IG chick, okay. has a nice body. Um, 
that's how she really gained notoriety. Um, I think she fake works out um, or whatever the case <laughs> may be. Um, I'm just hating. You know, I'm just hating because I need to <laughs> I need to go to the gym. Anyway. Me too. Um, but Brittany Renner wrote a tell-all book oh. about her encounters. And it, this is recent. With probably, celebrities? Yes, with celebrities. So Trey Songz, I believe Drake. I don't know. Wow. But she wrote her of her encounter with several celebrities. Oh, and um, Scotty's argument, Joe's argument, Joe Budden's argument was that, ooh, excuse me. That's how um, I'm feeling today. Joe Budden's argument was that uh, women need to stop doing this. You need to stop opening your twat and using it as a money-making machine to write books and get intel on guys mm. um, and promoting it. And Scotty' argument was, these guys need to know who they're messing with. Right. And I completely agree. I agree. And it's the same thing with Kevin Hart. Like, right. I just feel like if you choose to step out on your relationship, if you choose to sleep with a chick you don't know, you have to, I'm not saying you deserve anything. Right. I am saying that there are pros, not even pros and cons. There, you, you when you do something, you always look at the the um damn the percentage of something happening and the percentage of something else happening. So if I oh somebody's calling me, Geraldine, I gotta decline your call, dog. Um, I'm gonna call <laughs> Geraldine back. But if you if you look at I'm sorry. If you run a red light, right. there's a possibility that you'll, you'll get, get away with it. There's a possibility you'll get a ticket. There's a possibility that you'll get into an accident. That's plain as day. Right. If you cheat on your wife with two women, there's a possibility that one might record it. Right. There's a possibility that one might sue you <laughs> eight months later for something that had nothing to do with it. Right. When you make poor choices, there are consequences. And sometimes we get away with those poor choices and sometimes we don't. What do you think about this? I totally agree with you, especially for celebrity because you know I'm about the celebrity gossip. In Kevin Hart's case, you cheated on your first wife with the current wife you're with. That speaks volumes. And that speaks volumes about these char these characters out here, these people that are celebrities that think that they cannot get away, like you will not get caught. These women are freaking vultures. They wait. They do this stuff and plot on Show people. you how to move in a room full of vultures. No, vultures. Industry shady, you need to be taken over. Is that uh, Dirty Money? Are you excited? It, 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 Dirty Money used the sample, but oh. it's a Jay-Z song. Oh, of course. Here we go. All right. I, but the truth of the matter is, is that's that's what it is. And I believe that, honestly, Kevin Hart, this karma was waiting. I mean, it was waiting. And despite despite everything, I know his wife is now over it or whatever. The simple fact that you thought that you can go to Vegas and nobody could record you. I, I mean, I'm kind of... You're an idiot. You're yeah, an idiot. You're Keep Vegas. your penis in your pants. Period. Period. I'm tired of guys cheating and then, or sleeping around with random women and getting upset when the unknown happens. Right. That's what happens when you're irresponsible. That is what happens. Be smart. Right. You're 40 years old, my guy. You're, if you're 30 years and older, you should be looking at the people you lay down with 
in a different type of way. Right. It should be, do I trust this person? Do I know this person? We have to stop making excuses for nonsense. All I, I want to have a good time, have a good time with somebody you know. That is true. Have a good time. If if we must say that we must have a good time, have a good time with somebody you know. Stop doing it. Stop picking up strangers. Right. Stop g- messing with girls you don't know. Stop. And what Stop. happens Bruh, to just this... having a good time like you married? Right. What happens to just having a good time with your spouse? She was, pre- I feel like, yo, she was pregnant. But again. The cops is here again. The cops want to want to come through and speak on this. But again. They want to the... arrest y'all for this nonsense. Yeah. Y'all men be tripping. I'm not saying it's only men, but I'm just saying y'all be tripping. Y'all act like, yo, y'all can get away. And with, I have, I was going to mention Khloe Kardashian, Tristan, but I, I really don't even want to waste my breath on that situation because, again. How would you bring them into this conversation? I'm curious. As far as cheating, he cheated on his pregnant girl. I think that was his fiance, whatever, with Khloe Kardashian. Khloe oh, Kardashian, okay. know, knowingly. I'm sorry, but she knowingly knew that situation. I don't care what no Can you date a man who has a pregnant Somebody who's pregnant. I don't think so. Couldn't be me. Why not? What if they're because broken up? They could be broken up, but I feel like, I guess because I feel, I would feel some some type of way okay. until I know that for baby sure. Is 10. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, you know, because there's always a possibility out there. You know what I'm saying? That like, right. yo. That's well, easy access. It's easy access. I, and, that's my issue with dating men with young kids or like a woman who's pregnant. That's easy access. All, y'all could be feeding that baby, and it's late at night. Oh. Look at Bobby Brown. You never watched the Bobby Brown story, I right? did watch it. You saw when he got back with his other baby right, mom, right. and Brit and Whitney lost it. Right. Easy access. It's easy access. That's my issue with that. Right. And if you don't say, if you don't say that's never happened, you a lie. You are a you lie. A lie. But I feel I feel bad at the end of the day for the children again that are caught up in this situation. And Nico, you sat here. I mean, great, you got what your celebrity man. You did this, but now she's from East Orange. Shout out to EO. Oh, snap. EO L Town. You know, you feel me, my EO. crew, my bang, okay. bang, gang, yeah. gang. That's Nikki Murder talking. In case y'all need to know that, it's Murder Neek. Murder Neek. Sorry, not Nikki. That was her Nikki rap Murder. name. So if anybody wants to sign, my, yes, my rap name in high school, guys, was Murder Neek, and. Murdenique. I. <laughs> it was my ex, my boyfriend in high school gave me the nickname Murdenique. Why did he call you Murder? What were you doing? We're not even gonna talk about the fact that all my ex boyfriends have mug shots. <laughs> <laughs> they all have yes. multiple mug shots. Yes. But we're not gonna talk about that. We thank God for deliverance. <laughs> we thank the Lord for deliverance. Yo. But in high school, he did name me Murder. My Where nickname was Murdenique. And then when I went to when I went to Virginia, I tried to be the hood girl from New Jersey, from, I, I from the it. New York metropolitan it. area. And then I, I used to rap in high school. So a kid that also came from New York or he came from somewhere. I rapped and he like recorded a demo for me. Oh, my goodness. And we got I a was star my, in our presence. I wish I still had that demo because we did it so ghettoly. I think I recorded it like just on the voice mm-hmm. note and I sent it to him oh, and man. he laid it on top of the track and he looped the hook. It was like murder, murder, murder. <laughs> Yo, we got a star Yo, in our presence. We're Y'all. so off topic, but Yo, that's beautiful. That's neither here nor there. Back gonna to find that mixtape. karma. Bring- when karma bites you in totality, when karma bites you in the bum, let it bite you. Yep. It is what it is. If you put yourself in a certain position, 
You got to be ready. And I know it doesn't always feel good, but you got to be ready for whatever is coming at you. That's the price you pay. We still don't know who was in the car with Terrence J when he got into the accident. And we still don't know who was really in the car with Kevin Hart we when he broke know. his back. My Let's sh- be my, serious. My people are on it. Quali's YouTube out. people are going to find out. Yep. And she's going to give you guys an update. But it is what it is. I just feel like I don't, I'm not feeling oh. bad for anybody who does F stuff and it the, the end is not yeah, in their favor. I don't care about you. I don't feel sorry for you. No, do better. Right. And Kevin Hart, you should know better. Honestly, you should know better by now. Bro. This is the second go around, bro. bro. Like, come on. And we're talking about not second go around as far as your spouse caught you cheating. Now, I don't know. Probably Miss Artori caught him a couple of times. But like, yo, already it's bad enough. This young girl done got pregnant with your baby. And now the girl that was in the video that supposedly you allegedly slept with is now coming back to sue you. It's saying like, that you did it for film. And I, as bogus as it sounds, as bogus as, as it may be, I don't care. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what you deserve for cheating on your wife. Right. On you your deserve wife. it. Yeah. You deserve it. That's how karma comes, people. Karma comes in many forms, many ways. Sometimes it hits your kids. Sometimes it hits you. Sometimes it hits your pockets. Mm. So it hits where it wants to hit. And that's just the disadvantage that you provide yourself with when you make dumb choices. Period. Period. You know how this wouldn't have happened if you didn't cheat on your wife. Yep. Exactly. If you didn't cheat on your wife. And you kept it down to basics. Don't cheat. If you didn't cheat, you would have been straight. Everything would have been been copacetic. And it's also not saying don't have fun. Right. Also, like, yo, you are a married man. You're in Vegas. Of course. And I'm pregnant. Yeah. Like, why aren't you trying to rush back and be home with me or make me feel good? You out here in Vegas. You here getting lit with your people. And your people ain't shit, too. I'm sorry to say, but your people ain't shit. If your man was a millionaire and you were pregnant and he cheated on you, would you stay? No. And that's just plain old simple. It's Are not you even about sure? the money. You know what? I, it depends on the situation. But it depends me, on how much money he has. No, I think it depends just on the how? history, like how well we are as okay. a like. I really feel like a lot of women <clears throat> out here. You know what I'm saying? Money becomes the factor of it all, and it's like I guess with a lot of these rich people, they stay. Like Kobe Bryant's wife stayed. Anika stayed. Different people stayed. Everybody has Cookie, stayed. Tiny. Cookie Johnson has stayed. And come on. Like, after that freaking bombshell, I probably be like, no, I'm Magic done. got AIDS on her, and she still stayed. But she, she lived in a life. They just did their 60th right. birthday party, and it was lit. Right. I need to be invited to one of their 60th. Their Me next too. birthday party. I think, it, again, it, it depends on the it depends on how well I know this person. Like, So what, what about... Uh, what, I'm sorry to cut no you off problem. again, but what about accepting... A man, uh, uh, forgiving a man for cheating, are you okay with that? It also depends. It also depends. I mean, it's not going to be an easy, forgivable thing because at the end of the day, you did that. You violated trust. Right. But um, it's not going to be an easy road. Like, I mean, if we've built this foundation and we've been together for this long and all this stuff and you cheated, like, either we're going to go to counseling and figure it out or we're going to try to work on this marriage or we're not going to work on it. But well, those are my biggest out. fears. I never want to be cheated on. Mm-hmm. I never want to deal with outside babies. Mm-hmm. I never want a video of you to pop up. I don't know if I can handle it. Um, but I, I ask you that question because 
as cool as it is for us to sit down and talk about other people's lives and to give my opinion on what I think karma is, when you are in it, it's a different experience. And from the outside, it's so easy to say what you would do. But when you are the person actually on the receiving end or the person that has been given the choice, it's much different. So I talk so much crap about (laughs) what I won't allow, what I can't allow, what I'm not going to allow. But I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Like, I would have to be in it. To know what You know, you spend 10 years with a man. He pop up with another baby. He still want to be with you. Things are a little different. Things are a little different. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it with my family members. I've seen it all over the block. It happens. It happens. Ish happens. Oh, it definitely does. It happens. And it's like... It's up to, I'm cool with everybody making their choice, but I don't know. I just feel like once you make your choice, you're not getting any sympathy from me if the action is repeated. Right. And I just, I really, what my thing is, when you choose to forgive, I think my issue with forgiving in that type of way, like taking a man back is because you don't necessarily know if, his efforts are true. Mm-hmm. You see, like Magic Johnson, you just brought him up. Yeah. He seems like a guy who turned his life around. Right. Because he was some oof. like T.I. has done this 700 times. Yeah. And I love T.I. and Tiny. I still want them to stay together forever. But it's like, how many times does a man have to violate you? I think on a previous episode, James said, like, if a girl stays with you, he loves that because it's almost like she sees something in him. Right. Like, I, I, don't I can't know. do the multiple offenses. I can't do that. Well, it's one thing if it was one and done, but if you continually, continually, next year. But even with thing, the one and done, it's like it's, it's most really of the time, the one and dones are the, the one and done is the one you know about. Right, right. It's not the only one. That is true. It's not the only one. That's very true. Um, And we are 57 minutes in on the This Is 30 podcast. And I feel like we've had very mature conversations. We did. We've had mature conversations. I have one more question for Quats. And I want her to ask me the question back. Mm. And she's spilling Sorry, the her lime. lime. The lime. Put the lime in the coconut. And whose song was that? Tiger. Wow, that's when Tiger was fresh that's on when he the was fresh in the bef- scene. Pre-China, pre-Black China. Yep. Wow. And then right after that song, wow, he, did he, he signed to Young Money, mm-hmm. did Rack City and China. Wow. By the way, let me let me talk about the real Black China. Can I please just a little? Yes. I know. I know. This is what show. you like. I see the clips on the shade. Yeah. Though. I must say, after watching the show, do you have you subscribed to Zeus? No, I watch it on YouTube. Okay, I told yeah. you, I, I don't... Get in your bag, boo. All right, so, after watching China, The Real Black China, I must say, her life and the way she carries herself, it's very different than what media has been putting out there. And I feel bad in a way that she has to be looked at as the, I guess, the one that got the Kardashians back, as everybody makes it seem. She's looked at as the prostitute. How could you do that to Rob? Da da da. You used them. She actually really loved Rob. It wasn't like, oh, and she was like, Rob actually came after me. I wasn't going after him. So I will say, I just feel bad a little bit for her, like, background, like her mom. I get I'm it. I'm ready to get the fuck. Yeah, like, 
her mom is true DMV. When I tell you, like, DMV is her veins. I in life, I'm like, yo, I feel bad for her because her grandpa, her grandchildren, they're gonna know the mom have a ghetto mom and a mom that's uh, knows a how grandma. to a grandma. Grandma. But it's cute. I think they 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 worked on their relationship because now the grandchildren went to the grandmother, and yeah, I think that's I cute. I know? like that too. At the end it's, of the day, I was watching the clip mm-hmm. of her mom. Well, when they were fighting, yeah. And then I was watching the clip like when she reconnected with her mom at the right. skating rink or something. And I think I was talking to like Geraldine and Pearlene about it, and I was like, bro, until you have a toxic parent or a parent that you always fight with. I watched that clip at the skating ring quads and I cried. I broke down. Like, I was watching it on IG and I started bawling because if you've never experienced having a parent where one day you get along, two years from now you don't, you'll never know how it feels. And I know how it feels to have a segmented relationship Relationship. with your Mm -hmm. parent and it be toxic Mm -hmm. and it be good when it's good but bad Bad when when it's it's bad. bad. And like, Bruh, it's, when you see them after a big hiatus, you don't care about any problems. Right. Does it change the fact that there are problems? No. No. It doesn't erase the problems. But when you see them, it's like you want them. You yearn for them. You don't even care about the problems. But unfortunately, when you don't solve problems, right. even when you miss the person, mm-hmm. even when you want to be in coexistence with the person... And you return to them, they always find they their always, way back. Right, right. They always find their way back. And I think that's the issue when you have toxic parents or toxic relationships or whatever. When you don't solve sh- right. stuff. You got to um, solve it. You when you don't solve it, it always finds a way. Right. So do I think her and her mom, I think they were doing therapy. Yeah. So that looks good. But Which do is- I think her, her and her mom... Will be back in the same place at some point, probably. Probably, probably. Because they're they're you know uh, what is it called? Like birds that flock together, whatever the, that scene is. I just feel like you know what I'm saying it's I I don't know if in Tony's eyes China changed or Angela, aka Angela changed, but it's like she lives a different lifestyle. She's rich, you were broke. So I think that was the problem because she didn't understand why she's acting like this, whatever. I'm like, yo, she's rich. Like, you know, you walk different. She can't do the same shit she did in DC, excuse me, the same stuff she did in DC and bring it to to, to uh, the Calabasas. Like she's in a different bracket, uh, tax bracket. Things are different. She's not even a dramaful person. Like you see her, she comes home, she does her thing, she does her stuff and that's it. That, like, you don't see her out here in the club doing crazy stuff. Like, right. she's mostly a homebody. Right. And I'm like, wow, this shows a lot because you got her thinking, like, she's an opportunist. She's out here doing this, that, and the third with other men. She don't even do anything. So I'm like, you know. You're a Black China fan. Actually, if I were to meet her, I would actually, like, you know what, root for her to do better and get her relationship back on track with her mama. And, you know, just be the best person she could be. Because that's a hard life she lived. She lived a hard life. And now her friend is, like, supposedly trying to um, say that, I guess, uh, China fired her whole team because some big blowout that happened. I'm like, yeah, you can't bring everybody up with you. Sometimes you got to know when it's time to let people go. And the last episode, because I'm really tired. I'm actually not really tired. I'm probably just a little churned. Um, And I'm still really congested. But the last question I have for quads is 
What is a turn on for you? Tell me a turn on that is non-sexual. Non-sexual? A non-sexual turn on. That's how we're going to close this podcast out. Okay. A non-sexual turn on to me is intelligence. Give me three. Intelligence. Intelligence. Confidence. Dang, they're so generic. Quads, dig deeper. Okay. Intelligence. Be specific. Okay. Intelligence. Confidence. I think confidence is different from intelligence. Because you can be confident, but you can be a dumbass. I know some dumbass confident people, you Mm -hmm. know? And um, also, I'm a little bit, let's see. Um, Open-mindedness, is that good? Open-mindedness. Like being open, being open-minded. Like, because, you know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, I'm not just American. I'm truly the definition of African-American. Is this because you plan on marrying somebody who's American? I don't know what the future holds for me. Okay. I can marry somebody that's Chinese, and I would never think of that, you know? But if you're op- if you're an open-minded person, and you're willing to... Here we go. All right, Gary. No, Gary. just keep Okay, talking, and you're willing bro. to accept the craziness that my family could bring you i I love it if you can open be open-minded and say hey you know what this is her family i'm drinking cranberry you're drinking cranberry and henny here we go (laughs) yeah but that's it i would i like those three qualities in a in a counterpart a male counterpart all right so gary what are the three qualities, non-sexual, that turn you on? <laughs> that turn you on? All right. About um, a male, the male species. I like, like you. I like smart niggas. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Smart. Please excuse the fact that I use that language. Um, Negroes. I do smart like Negroes. intelligent Negroes. Intelligent Negroes. <laughs> I, like when you are smart, and I know that you read, and you like do research, and you're. Like, oh, it kills me when, like, I ask a question and a man can just give me a breakdown. Yeah. Whoa. I'm like, whoa, whoa. You get two points. Two points. Um, non-sexual turn on. Another turn on is, like, a hip-hop lover. I, I know that's really corny, but, like, it's me. It's me. If I ask you who your favorite rapper is and you tell me you don't know or that it's oh, or that it's soldier boy and she's or dead serious I'm y'all. dead serious like if you don't know that and if you don't have an answer to that question I don't know if we can be because you're not going to understand my midday performances in the middle of my house of just rapping like you're not going to get it so like a hip hop lover I I just feel like Hip-hop is the same as poetry. Hip-hop is the same as literature to me in my book. So that's why I'm so passionate about it because I feel like, yo, my undergrad Mm -hmm. thesis was defending hip-hop at a Christian university. So it means a lot to me. What if they're a music lover? Can we we say just a music lover? I don't know about that. I want them to be. I'm looking for Kids Bop to make Reasonable Doubt. The Reasonable Doubt album for my child. We're cutting this. This is. I need what is going on. I need Reasonable Doubt to be made in a Kids Bop version. Could you imagine how that will sound? That's gonna be hard. It's gonna be little kids like (laughs) with like shakes in the back, like feeling it. (laughs) Feel the formula (laughs) pushing up on the side. This is 
This is Gary, y'all. I need y'all to understand, yo. This is real. Oh, my gosh. This is legit. All right. And my third one. And your third one. My third one. lover being intelligent, okay? And your third one. And somebody who is willing to teach me how to love. Teach me how to love. That's what Show me the way to I need because I'm I'm like uh I think I know how to love and I love hard, but I I don't think I've ever had a really good example. I think you have to be tender with people who don't have good examples of marriage and couple them within their household. Like we the way we interact, some of us, not all of us. But the way we interact is very different, that you know. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like, um, if you're willing. All I'm gonna say is, if you're willing to teach me, yeah, that is a really good evaluation. That's of a little. That's a little. That's, that, I'm being so deep. Yeah, no, but that is really. Good. But nah, you got you. Jay Z got to be your favorite rapper. I'm just okay, kidding. I'm let's just, just. It doesn't have to be Jay Z, but like you have to like music and you have to especially hip-hop because you're not gonna feel music? me what if it's country no music and he loves music oh i'm gonna take my horse to Did the old town road i'm gonna ride till i can no more i'm gonna take my horse to the old town road we gonna end this podcast because hey, we got, got the, the horses, horses in the, the bag. bag hey honey hey. in my bag hey <laughs> honey in our coat. <laughs>